Hey, 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 how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to our seventh episode here in the clubhouse. So before we start to introduce our very special guest this Saturday afternoon, I'm your host, Zach Pena, together with Miguel Mendoza. And today, like what Zach said, we have a very special guest. She's a graduate of University of Santo Tomas Faculty of Medicine and Surgery, had dermatology training at the San Jose Reyes Memorial Medical Center, a fellow of Philippine Dermatological Society, and immediate past president of the Phil Derma Society South Luzon chapter. Please welcome Dr. Lizelle Lira Buenafé. Hello. Hello. Hi, Zach. Hi, Hi Miguel. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so honored to be here on Clubhouse. Thank you so much as well, Dr. We appreciate it. So, Dr. how have you been during the quarantine? Oh, the past one one year and almost five months, right? Yeah. Well, I've been okay. It's it's really been very different, very difficult, since I had to um, lessen the number of patients that I, that I see. I have limited number of patients now. I see only about seven, maximum of ten patients a day. I had instead of every day, I do it every other day, and everything is. Everything is by appointment, and I think what what is harder are the teleconsultations or the online consultations. I find it more difficult. It's very taxing, um, and um, it's like you're on call twenty four seven. And I'm not used yeah. like to that yeah. being a dermatologist, you know, because you know, I usual I'm usually office hour based. So now when you're on online. It's basically people would text you or send you a message 24-7. So it's really hard. But with regards to be in quarantine, uh, I do like it because um, it's my, my life slowed down a bit. So less, yeah. Yeah. less travels, less La Quacha. And I got to spend time more with my children and my dogs and my garden. My, I fixed the house. I was able to organize a lot of things. I was able to slow down a bit, rest a bit. And I was able to go back to exercising regularly. That's nice. One. So that's good. Yeah, I can also imagine how having, you know, online consultations are hard because compared to the physical consultations, because yes. you're just merely talking mm-hmm. to your patients and you can't really see them in person. Yes. Funny, uh, one funny experience I had was, you know, teleconsultation. So I do video calls. However, I find it harder because I can't really see the skin that much with video calls. But there was one time, I won't tell the name of the patient or where the patient's from. Yeah. But one time a patient had an appointment, online consultation, teleconsult, and they were doing it in their backyard. In the farms. <laughs> the chickens and the rooster were noisier than my patients. So we were shouting talaga. It was really hard. It was really funny. I said, pwede po, pwede po patahimikin ang mga mano. <laughs> <laughs> so talaga, when you get to, uh, it's really different. So different. Tapos yun nga. Um, I have to make the the prescription differently because sometimes it's easier just to write, right? So now yeah. everything is computerized. Everything has to be typed. So it's quite difficult. And then sometimes 
after like a because an online consultation should be limited for 30 minutes only but then sometimes Extend. sometimes patients think i'm their best friend already <laughs> <laughs> sometimes even love life <laughs> yeah yeah so with what you said dita let's start off with your story like why did you go into being a dermatologist or like why dermatology oh. I came from a family of doctors, so my dad is a doctor, my, my three siblings are doctors, and when um, I was about to start college, so I guess they were expecting me to be a doctor too, but, you know, deep inside, I really wanted something different. I wanted to be a fashion designer, I wanted to be a cost movie costume designer, but then, you know, wow. the during my time, we didn't really have those courses offered, yeah. so... Yes, and they kind of expected me to go into the medical field. So I took up BS Medical Technology. So this is a pre-med course, which um, if you finish medical technology, you become a medical technologist where you can work in a laboratory, you do the exams, we do the tests. Like for COVID, the med techs are the one doing it inside the laboratory. So, so when you choose, like when I chose this course, I, I said I chose this because if I take BS Bio, what would I do after, right? Yeah. So just in case I don't finish or pursue medical medical school, then I would have something to do after med tech. So when I finished med tech, uh, I told my mom, uh, just because you are all doctors, I, doesn't mean I'm going to be a doctor too. But okay. <laughs> compromise i will take only one entrance exam for med school that is for in usd also so i don't so i don't get to adjust anymore it will be difficult i'll be still in the company of my friends i know the area so it won't be a um, big change if ever so i said i'll just take usd entrance medical exam and it's usd or bust if i don't pass usd <laughs> That it means I I won't be a doctor, and I also prayed. I asked in a, in Adivina to uh, to show me a sign. Well, I I really didn't want to go to med school because seeing my siblings, because med school is not easy. You think it's yeah. very glamorous. You think it's such a prestige to get into med school. It, it's not easy. It's it's a very hard life. So many sacrifices. You give up so many things. Time with your family, time for yourself. You just bur bury yourself in your books. So, so that time I, I was really half-hearted going into med school. However, when during that time, we had no cell phone, so it, they had to call me. And when they said, yay, you passed USD. <laughs> but then my, my parents, because going into USD is not also easy at that time, yeah. you know. Um, even up till now, it's very limited slot. So, at, at walang lakad-lakad, huh? So, yeah. <laughs> so, that time, parang, wow, proud na proud na. Wow, got into USD without any any help so when i got in um med school gosh it was so hard you know med tech when you take med tech it's three years of theoreticals and then you have the last year of your med tech as 
internships. So you get to rotate in different hospitals and you get to do all the lab works, hospital works, you go on duty and very less studying because you're more of working. So when I get into the first year of med school, you know, pre-med is four years, okay? Med school is another four years. So when I got into first year med, it was like shock again to me because I parang, I, I stopped studying for quite a while. And then when I got into medicine, imagine your first year, you have your anatomy, you're in front of your cadaver, you can smell the cadaver and the subjects were really difficult. We had classes during Saturdays and and pinakapahinga mo lang talaga is Simba. Yung TV mo is your reward if you were able to to finish something that you needed to study. Yeah. So it was quite hard in the first year talaga. Kasi if you don't love doing it, you won't succeed. During my first year, it was um is really different experience. This was one for the books talaga tong experience ko kasi we had the big earthquake during 1990, right? Remember mm -hmm. when the Hyatt terraces fell down? Oh, so yeah, that yeah. was a very big earthquake. And that was during my first year, I was having my first laboratory exam in anatomy, in the anatomy hall. That's in the fourth floor of USD Medicine Building. Okay, so fourth floor kami, and we were um, like one seat apart from each other. Beside me was a, a blackboard, movable board and yeah. beside me was the bed of the cadaver the cadaver was just on my left okay okay so i was like taking the exam about to start the exam and then i was writing my name <laughs> and then my my seat started shaking and i, oh, I no. thought my my classmate was already asking me for answers from the <laughs> The chair was really moving back and forth, back and forth. Na para ganyan. And I was so scared because a blackboard would fall onto me. Yeah. Or the cadaver would fall onto me. <laughs> oh my lord, oh my lord. So I went under the table of the cadaver. Can you imagine? I was... <laughs> under the table with a gar with a garbage can with a cadaver um left overs <laughs> 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 we had um like um alam yung parang mga preserved organs and yeah. babies in a glass with formalin so may mga cyclops don na babies may babies na mga apat ang kamay oh, no. it all <laughs> fell down and broke into and so it was so scary talaga kaya for the books talaga wow. yun di kayo makakalimutan this was so, during your exam during an exam yes doctora with everything you just said and those who are passionate to become a dermatologist or enter medicine would you also encourage them if they're passionate about it if you're really passionate about it, if you really want to first and foremost what you should think about is what you will give or the service that you will give to your patients never self-worth or even hindi yung kikitain mo 
Yeah. That's why I told you, if you really want to do this, then it has, you, you should love it. When I went, when I graduated from four years of med school, that's when you decide what you will take in, in your residency or specialty training. During med school, hindi lang okay pumasa ka kasi that's what we usually say. Pumasa lang ako, sa lahat ng subjects. But if, if possible, dapat mag-aral talaga or you really have to have good grades, it's because you're going to apply to several hospitals for your internship and then your training. So you should really have good credentials, right? So it's not only just pumasa na lang o pasang awa lang. If you can do better, do better. And when I when I finished med school and I graduated, I finished my board exams. Um, I passed the boards. I decided to go to the states because I took the MLE also. So I said, what if I go to the states? Because my sister is based in the states, a doctor also in the states. I said maybe I should take residency there. So I stayed there, and then what was available for training was just pediatrics, psychiatry, family medicine, and internal medicine, all of which were not really close to my heart. So I said, after a couple of months, and I, I realized I didn't lo- like the life in the United States also. It was, it, uh, there's no place like home talaga. So I went home, I, I applied residency training at the Jose Reyes Memorial Medical Center. This is just right beside the Department of Health. So when my mom, actually it was my mom who got my application form. I've never been to Ceres. However, I've learned and I've heard that they have a a very good training program. And I would see a lot of patients, a lot of cases. That's one important thing when you're going to take your training. Um, doesn't have to be a very uh, prestigious hospital. It can be a government hospital because you will learn a lot. It's not the hospital. I need to see a lot of patients. I need to experience treating a lot of patients, seeing all kinds of people so that I would learn a lot and I'll be confident when I finish dermatology. You know, dermatology, some people think it's very mababaw, no? But no, skin, the skin is the largest organ in the body. And remember, the skin is the organ that you can actually see, touch, and feel, right? So when um, when I treat a patient, so when I see a patient with a skin problem, and I get to treat it after two weeks and see it's so nice that it has disappeared or really resolved, and I can touch the patient. Unlike if I, if the patient has a stomach ache or a heart problem, I cannot really touch the heart. I cannot really touch the stomach, right? But yes. with the skin, I can touch the patient. I can I touch and feel how it felt like, how different it was from before. So that's why it's really a great advantages of dermatology. And it's not always just beauty. Remember the dermato. We have a lot of skin diseases in the Philippines. So, in my case, I have I I studied both uh, 
cosmetic dermatology or aesthetic dermatology as well as clinical or pathological dermatology. And um, dermatology is not just bakakala na mga, especially the young ones, they think it's just lasers or Botox or fillers. It's not like that. Dermatology entails a lot of training and a lot of things. So you have to know a lot of diseases, how to treat these diseases. You have to know the medicines, the treatment, what are the machines that you can use, what are the medicine you have to take. So it's not just pure beauty. It's not a beauty business. Yes. Yeah. So I know how a lot of college students now, they want to, you know, try medicine, but then they realize the amount of years that they have to study for it. And mm -hmm. from my experience with what my friends tell me, they sort of get overwhelmed with the amount mm -hmm. of years that they have to study. So what did you say well, was yes. something that kept you going? I, wa I want to tell your audience that med school actually takes four years of pre-med, four years of medical school, and then a year of internship then you take the board exams and then you take specialty specialty <laughs> training for three to four or five years wow you take another board exam for your specialty and then another two years if you want to have some some specialty so almost 17 to 20 years wow you never stop learning <laughs> yes and yeah. you never stop studying because even <laughs> after this you attend all your conventions conferences because you need that to maintain good standing in your your with your license. So, halaga ng iba nila, eight years lang. <laughs> no. Kaya, I also want to teach the parents that it's not it's not cheap also, ha? Mahal magpaaral, mahal to maintain a child in med school, and it will take a long time. With your question, what kept me going? Well, I had really good friends studied with the whole time during med school. I had a best friend who studied with me almost every day. Sometimes they sleep over. We have group studies. It's so different now, like in your case, online. like in the case with my son being in med school right now, being online. And even, even nung hindi pa online, you're not, they're not, so into the group studying thing yeah. because you have your computers during my time if you're gonna study a certain subject like histology we have to have our own slides and our own microscope to be able to study each specimen right now you can see those pictures in the computer so you don't need to do a group study yeah. right e even before i have a gallon of ice cream container that contains the brain and i bring it home because <laughs> i have to i have to study the structure of the brain and it's cut in different in different <laughs> sections and it's just in my in my garden yeah. there and then sometimes i bring the bones and sometimes you don't think about that those bones belong to an actual human being so every time i would take an exam before i would always pray I pray for the cadaver, the soul of the cadaver, so the soul of the bones, the brain, to help me, to help me in my exam. So a lot of prayers, a lot of patience, a lot of sacrifices, good friends, good mentors. You know, um, you really have to 
have good time management as well because I was very OC when it came to my studies before I had to study. Like I would schedule an hour and a half for anatomy, an hour and a half for biochem, another hour and a half for for histo, like that. And then 20 minutes break, coffee break, or 20 minutes nap time. And then I, yeah, during my time, I really cannot study. Yung iba kasi, they study in the middle of the morning, like very early morning, like they would wake up 4 a.m. I, yeah. I cannot, I cannot do that. So I, I study as soon as I get home from school, I, fin I just eat, I finish what I need to do, take a bath, and then back to studying already. That's what I felt before. It's just like when you get home, it's like you will just do studying. It's like going to war every day. The sacrifices that a doctor has to, and I'm a dermatologist, hindi pa ako katulad ng mga surgeons that really stays in the hospital 24-7. Yung duty nila grabe. Kaming derma, not so much ang duties. Pero yung mga internal med, surgery, all the others, it's really, it's not, it's not easy. It's not glamorous at all. Okay? Yeah. So, with, so with what you said, having a good support system, specifically your friends, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. sur surrounding yourself with people who are also passionate, uh, in, with the yes, medicine industry will really help. Yes, definitely. You should choose your friends also. Kasi may, may friends na bulakbol lang, di ba? Gimmick lang, gimmick. Hindi man pwedeng ganun. <laughs> yes. Pwedeng, you, you should have a balance. When I had my friends, my very best friend, um, we, we studied, but if we needed to party, we party. We, during that time, <laughs> We we go to clubs on weekends. Still enjoying. And, um, sometimes after an exam, you really have to uh, let go. Because yeah. you need a break, you know. So, yeah. kasi kung yung barkada mo is not supportive of you, huwag na tayong mag-aral. Inung na lang tayo or cheating na lang tayo, ganyan. Nag-aral naman yung seatmate natin, bahala na siya sa atin. Hindi <laughs> di ba? Give and take yan. So, tulungan talaga. You really have to have a supportive and good influence na friend, syempre. Yeah. Okay, so Doctora, from everything you just said, like a life of a doctor is actually very tough. Like a lot of people think that you know, entering the medicine industry is for money lang, but you won't be able to survive if you don't have the passion for it. And like, you know, I see that from my dad also, because he's a doctor and the amount of time he works and the amount of time you work, it's very hard to, you know, become a doctor. And that's why I think a lot of people have so much respect for those who are doctors also. Yeah, so from um, what you said, you're a dermatologist. How does, a dermatologist work in terms of like the skincare, like skincare with other people. Okay, skincare with um, different, kasi depending on the age. Uh, so where do you want me to start with the older people or your age? Our, Maybe our we can age. start with our age. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with your age right now, you know, I saw an increase in number of acne or pimples, acne patients. Yeah. Um, so a lot, a lot, a lot of patients 
in their teens or early teens until college students. They, there was a flare up of a lot of pimples. Those patients who had mild cases became very severe or those who did not suddenly had pimples and then still aggravated with the use of the masks. So the masks. with yeah, the mask. <laughs> so the mask is um with regards to your pimples, there are a lot of factors that really cause the flare-ups of your acne. One one is first your diet. Eating uh, you should have a good diet, less the junk food, of course. I also consider your hygiene. Just because you're at home, you forget to take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> so I always recommend a full bath at bedtime. You should be cleanest at bedtime. You shampoo your hair. You have to be really clean, squeaky clean before you go to bed. And that bedtime, that time that you go to bed is very important now because you the students now, my gosh, I don't know when you sleep. Oh, do you even sleep? Ah. <laughs> that's a major commandment in my in my practice. So sleeping time should be 10 p.m. Okay. So when your parents say, "Kaya ka pinipimpos, kasi puyat ka ng puyat," actually, totoo yun, Okay. I want to explain something. It's the number of hours that you go to bed and the time that you go to bed i'm sorry um so it's important that you go to bed before 10 p.m or 10 p.m max okay because the reason for that is if you go way beyond 10 during 11 to 4 a.m we are in recovery mode so we tend to produce the recovery hormones we produce our growth hormones those are all hormones that help you grow improve recover your skin reoxygenate the blood that happens between 11 to 4. so if you don't do that if you don't go to sleep at that time if you're not asleep your body thinks that you are undergoing stress despite the fact that you're just doing mobile legends or whatever game <laughs> you're doing yeah i know because all my patients are like this just because you're doing TikTok or youtube or netflix <laughs> I know you're having fun, but then the body thinks otherwise. So what happens is you produce stress hormones that make your skin more oily. So when the skin is oily, that's one big factor that triggers acne. So what are the causes of acne? That's dirt, bacteria, um, oiliness, and all of those, we have to control that. So. And a lot of diseases, actually, not just acne, can be triggered by stress. However, nga, when you lose sleep, your body thinks you're stressed. However, you're not really stressed doing what you love to do, right? Just being online. But yun ang hindi naiisip ng mga pasyente. So with regards to skincare, I always tell my patients to not to just buy things over the counter just because my friend said it's okay or buy something online just because this influencer says it's okay especially if you're already having severe kind of skin problem 
always consult with a board-certified dermatologist, certified by the Philippine Dermatological Society. And always um, look at the reputable uh, brands there are in the market. Uh, well, I'm not sponsored by these brands, but I really recommend Cetaphil, uh, Fisher Aven, Neutrogena. These are some trusted over-the-counter brands. They're quite pricey than the other local brands. They're quite pricey. It's because these products were studied well. Okay, they were used in studies with human beings with humans that's why it's quite expensive however they have they were proven to be effective in diseases however those drugs or medications that need to be prescribed by doctors then you have to get a prescription from your doctor either online or through the through face-to-face -face consultation yeah and then with regards to cleansing i always tell patients um use a very mild soap with regards to taking a bath use a baby baby soap dove oh i if i can mention dove or uh ivory tender care those are good uh, again cetaphil uh fissure gel is also good with regards to shampoo if you're very oily or acne prone i usually tell patients to use an anti-dandruff shampoo Okay. It lessens the oiliness of the scalp. Also, also please have a haircut, boys. Please. <laughs> I actually will, doctor, tomorrow, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miguel knows. I always tell, have a haircut, have a haircut na. <laughs> and also those areas which are a lot of haircuts, like the mustache area for the young men. Those yeah. are the areas prone to acne also so when you shave i always tell them also to use disposable so that hindi pa ulit ulit pa misa may bacteria na dun sa, sa shaver mo so yun. Yeah. and um with regards to moisturizing your skin i i recommend recommend moisturizers for your arms legs your face if you're not that oily if you're oily it might clog up the pores it may also cause acne but uh, with uh, do you want to ask about other diseases? Well, basically your problems are just acne, and sometimes yeah. um, most common also with teenagers are body odor <laughs> and excessive sweating, right? Yeah. Or how so about like eye bags? Eye bags. Well, yeah, because not sleeping. Well, from, uh, the problem with eye bags is that if you are genetically predisposed to have those kind of eye bags, you know, you parang mas muscular. Some it's not all. Sometimes it's muscle. Sometimes it's fat. Okay, but if you really don't sleep well or you lose sleep, it will really darken this area. So we also recommend some good night creams or eye creams. An eye cream is um less dense or less concentrated compared to the to those in your for your face because this is a very thin area and very sensitive area 
since it's very thin, if you lose sleep, you can already see the darkness under the eyes, right? Yeah. So that's true also when you wake up with puffy eyes or dark, you can really use tea bags, cucumbers that were uh, chilled or spoons para ma ma lessen yung puffiness of the eyes. But if you are how unfortunately if namana mo sa magulang mo ay ganyan, then walang choice, walang choice eh. But when you go, when it's really bad and um, if you if you want to if it feels good then you you can have um surgery eye bag yeah. surgery yeah okay How about in terms of like you know like a lot of people are working out now during the quarantine and i'm okay, sure like okay. the sweat like clogs the your pores and everything well i i never i i never let my patients stop working out in fact, it's one of my my reminders to them that exercise should be included when you want to improve your skin because um, you also produce good hormones, happy hormones, okay? And it increases circulation in all parts of the body. That's why everything looks good. So with regards to sweating, I wish you could just work out uh, without your mask in your own home don't go to the gyms anymore uh if you're outside maybe exercise in the outdoors and uh, use microfiber towels when you want to wipe up your your sweat wipe your sweat and then keep your hair away from your face when you're working out keep a headband ponytail your hair and and I want to emphasize that after working out, you can take a bath or take a shower. Because so some patients say, no, I cannot take a bath after working out, right? Do, do you yeah. hear those My people mom. saying, why? Because <laughs> you're going to get sick. You're going to get sick. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> no, pneumonia or something. Pneumonia, pasma, or pupuhin ka, sisipunin ka. Well, that's not, not in the books. Okay. <laughs> So I tell my patients, you have to be clean after working out. Imagine the sweat and the oil that you produce, right? So yeah. you rest about 20 minutes to 30 minutes and then use uh, not too cold water when you take a shower or take a bath. Uh, use lukewarm water and then take a full bath. Take a quick bath. Another factor, another thing is when you take a bath, I tell patients not to spend an hour or an hour and a half in the bathroom. Teenagers now, my gosh, they they watch one series, one episode in the bathroom <laughs> when they're taking a bath. <laughs> right? And yeah. what do you do? You scrub, you rub everything. That's another thing. I, I tell patients never use any net, any scrub, any face towels to scrub the skin. What you're removing is the protection of the skin. Kasi sabihin, mag, maghilod ka, parang maalis ang libag mo, correct? Yeah. No. You're removing the topmost, the epidermis, or the topmost protection of your skin. Thus, if you remove that, nothing will trap the moisture anymore. It will not trap the, the water that will keep the moisture in your skin. So those patients, especially those with allergies, skin, asthmas, they know this. They have to take a very quick bath 
five to eight minutes max. So after taking a bath, pat dry, and then immediately apply your moisturizer while you're still a bit wet to trap the moisture in. Okay, because yeah. once you get very dry, then you get to start itching. I also advise patients not to use such harsh antimicrobial soaps. Just because Safe there's card. a pandemic doesn't mean... <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, 9 out of 10 patients use that kind of soap. It's They're very good marketing talaga. <laughs> so I tell my patients, we use a milder soap when you're taking a bath. Because the, anti, the, uh, the antibacterial property or component of the soap is the one that causes the contact dermatitis or the irritation. Okay, especially if sometimes they really let the soap stay in, in or stay on their skin for quite a while because they think this will kill the virus or whatever, or, you know. Remember, these are antibacterial. They're not antiviral soaps, correct? Yeah. You don't need an antibacterial soap. You can use any kind of soap and you just have to clean properly enough time but not too long and no yeah. scrubbing. Remember, some patients think, some teenagers also think that scrubbing your armpits or your neck or your uh, inner thighs will help whiten your those areas. Actually, it's the opposite. When you scrub it or rub it, the, the, the thicker it will be and the darker it will be. So, no scrubbing, please. And please... You are not uh you are not a lemon juice or calamansi juice. Wag niyo nang lagyan ng kung ano-ano ang balat. <laughs> Inumin niyo na lang yung lemon at calamansi, wag ikuskos. Yeah. So, yeah, and um with regards to be uh, sometimes the coconut oil. Sometimes the oil is not also that good. Um I have a lot of patients getting contact or ir- irritation with um, oil it's very humid in the philippines so sometimes i guess it causes your your sweat doesn't evaporate that much and then so whatever is there will stay there correct yeah so less chemicals less irritation with regards to older patients like your moms okay your moms your dads or your titos and titas one very important factor or one important reminder is the use of sun protection. Well, even for your age, start young, okay? Because, the SPF. Yes, the SPF should be at least the sun protection factor. That's sun protection factor. And the number on your um, sunblock doesn't mean kapal ng sunblock, okay? That number is the number or the minutes you are protected for example you're going to be burned in 10 minutes under the sun without any sunblock if you use a good sunblock with 30 spf 30 then you are protected um 10 times 30 30 parang 30 300 minutes longer okay okay. so the higher the spf the longer that you are protected, okay? And you also have to choose a good sunblock that protects you from all kinds of UVBs, UVA, UVB, UVC, because even now, meron pang blue light. But 
as they said, um, in the studies, blue light from the computer doesn't really cause photo damage as much as the sun. So one beauty tip for everybody, whatever age, is avoidance of sun exposure, prolong too much sun exposure. And if you are going to put just one product on your face, it's a sunblock. Because when I tell my patients, forget everything else, not the sunblock. As soon as you leave the shower, apply your sunblock. And the amount of sunblock is also important. Okay, hindi pwedeng tipid din ng sunblock. Alright. I have a question for regarding the, the steps when you're cleaning your face. Because what okay. I do is, I, I read okay. somewhere that the essential is uh, you have a facial cleanser. And then mm-hmm. after that, you moisturize. Uh, no, you use a toner. 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 And then you make it dry. And then you use a moisturizer. I use aloe vera. Is that good? or? Well, yes. That's correct. So you, you wash your face. After washing, you don't need to scrub so hard again. Huh? Never. <laughs> you can wash your face with a foam wash, a foam cleanser or any mild facial wash use it twice a day after washing your face you use a non-alcoholic based toner okay water-based toner lang wag yung malamig because if it's cooling sometimes it has alcohol okay so what water-based toners are good or my micellar kind of toners are also good Sometimes before the moisturizer, you can apply a nice serum if you're really into into that. You can use a, an anti-aging serum or a moisturizer. So moisturizers now that have like ceramides or hyaluronic acid that traps moisture better is my preference. And niacinamide. Niacinamide is also good because it has anti-aging. It has also anti-acne properties, anti-pimples. So, tama yun. You do that. But in the morning, wash your face, tone, then the sunblock. Wag na masyadong mag-moisturize. Alright. I have a follow-up question to that because I think there's a misconception when it comes towards like popping your pimples. Oh yeah. Because I know that them. I know that, you know, sometimes you have to because if you don't, then the dirt will stay in your skin and it could cause scars. But sometimes yeah. if you pop it, it's like what's the correct answer to that? Okay. <laughs> okay when you have a very, very big pimple or you can feel a pimple coming out, okay. Um if you don't have any medications or you don't have that anti-acne gel that you can put spot on treatment, what you can do is put ice to lessen the inflammation. Okay? Ice it up so it lessens the inflammation. But if it's really, really big and it becomes sometimes with the with the postural, I don't recommend you popping it or or squeezing it. Because what happens is it might destroy the skin and make a, 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 de- a dent or yeah. a, a deep scar. So sometimes okay lang kung it just darkens, but sometimes it will destroy the lower part of your skin, the dermis. So if it, it hits that area, then you might have a, an acne pit or acne yeah. scar. How do you prevent the scars, if ever? 
so when so if if you have active acne or active pimples of course i recommend you to go to your dermatologist um i do my when i when i see patients i myself do the acne surgery because i want to be careful and i really want to be because you know i am trained so i know how to handle it i know how to squeeze it and i have the right instruments to do it and um another thing that uh you can do is um when it's big if you can go to your doctor um we do intralational steroid injection to prevent it from getting even bigger so (laughs) so better to have it injected or just don't squeeze please yeah. no no squeezing no <laughs> popping <laughs> if ever like people want to see a dermatologist how often should they see like is it only if they have like problems or is there like a regular well basis, at the like... moment since we're in a pandemic you cannot really do this um face to face i mean you know going usually with your going to your dermatologist a lot but um we do have safety measures though so but with regards if you're just on a maintenance thing like hindi wala ka namang active na problema yeah you can see your derma once a month every two months as long as she gives you a good maintenance uh, regimen then it's fine it's good but if you have flare-ups then you can go to him or her but with um my patients depends on the case also so with regards to acne patients i let them come every month or they follow up through online consultation first i see them face to face and then afterwards the follow-up they can send me photos or yeah so i can see and i always take a baseline photo before and after so like before they take or use any medication you take a baseline photo of one ruler away from your face under natural light front left side right side so that after a month of treatment you see a lot of difference yeah. and you'll be happy you'll see you'll see how how quick it could be if treated with the right medications yes so i think to wrap up we um and okay. I, I, I know there are a lot of aspiring dermatologists who want to be like you and to you know really really thrive in the um, dermatology industry so if you would have one advice for someone who wants to go in this field you know with regards to studying it with pursuing it and how to you know stay there and really expand your opportunities in the dermatology industry what's one advice uh that you um one advice okay. <laughs> but one is study very well definitely <laughs> study very well but um with regards to specifically going into dermatology remember uh it takes several years before you go into a derma training program choose the right training program you are not going to be a dermatologist with training of two months or just one month. You have to go and train in a PDS accredited hospitals. Okay, there are several hospitals that offer 
um, dermatology training programs. This is officially they that those are the official hospitals, and they have three years of dermatology training. So before you go into dermatology, it's not easy. Also, you should have really good grades. Yeah. Because yeah. to enter the training program is so competitive now. It's so much different even during my time. It was already competitive then, but now really competitive. Before, it was just females who wanted to be dermatologists. Now, there are a lot of male doctors going into the field already. Because, as I said, it's not only a beauty industry, okay? So... Remember, there are a lot of skin diseases. There are a lot coming up in this field. So there are still a lot of skin problems. There are new machines coming up. There are new treatments coming up. There are new medications, both in terms of technology-wise, in terms of the botanicals, in terms of cosmeceuticals. So again, it, it's not... You think it's an easy field. It's not easy. So... One thing is to study very hard. Make sure you have high grades. In med yeah. school palang, med school palang. Already study hard. Kung pwedeng iwasan ng love life. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I remember one of your questions was, what if one thing that you would have not done or regret? Siguro, yeah. I would have, if I did. <laughs> if I didn't indulge in my love life, then mas 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 mataas pa ang grades ko. Hindi yeah. na sabi ng mga classmates namin. So yeah. study very well, um, and then choose the right specialty. And if dermatology is your um your dream, then you really have to have high grades. Now they don't accept if you're not cum laude, ha? Wow. Um, Yes, yeah, so yeah. one one thing yun. And, and sometimes during my time, I think 100, 150 people will apply in a hospital for the training. Only seven to nine people will be accepted. Oh. That's how yes. hard it is. So just because when they go into med school, they think, oh, I'll be a dermatologist. It's just that easy to go into that specialty training. It's not, it will choose you actually. Okay. And if yeah. it's meant for you, then it's meant for you. So I'm very privileged. I'm very blessed that I was able to go into this specialty that I truly love. And I yeah. feel very fulfilled when a patient comes to me and when I see how improved they are what a fulfillment it is and again it's not all about money it's more about service it's more about compassion towards your patients mahal yung mga gamot mo pero if you don't talk well to your patients if with regards to me i i talk to my patients like my friends if you're a teenager then i talk to you like a barkada if you're an elderly i talk to you like my grandma if i if there's like an old lady, I will talk to her like, Mommy, ano pong problema? Yeah. You know, the bedside manner, compassion, it's very important. Yeah. It's not I'm, just, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure like those aspiring to be doctors, like one thing that they should expect is to have a lot of sacrifices. Oh, yes. 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 Don't, you will give up a lot of things. So, yeah. parang warning na yun, eh, no? Because... <laughs> 
talagang give up not only time, energy, lahat na parang when I think of the help that I get to give my patients, not really the money. It's because there are patients who depend on me and there are patients that I have, they are very close to my heart already and they are very important to me. So I, I, I really want to be of service to them. I really want to be of help. Kahit hindi naman ako masyado kumita, basta makita ko lang gumaling sila at sumaya sila. That makes me even more fulfilled. I, I'm happier with that. And again, when I, when I charge, if I don't sleep well at night, napakalaki ng charge ko. Kaya hindi ako nagcha-charge malaki. I should sleep well at, at bedtime. <laughs> yeah. Kasi dapat yeah. hindi ka mananaga ng pasyente. Okay? Yeah. One, that's one thing. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we have a we have a very special question from a follower at the clubhouse. Uh, the question's from underscore Margarita Bautista, and she said, "What skincare product should we invest in to take care of our skin in humid weather or like summertime? Like one product, like only one. <laughs> one product, a lightweight sunblock. Lightweight. So I uh, yes, a lightweight sunblock, not too not too sticky." Right. I'm a believer of the sunblock. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and really admire what you said, how even though you don't earn as much, it's actually the fact that you give so much value and you make such a big impact to, the, to your patients. And that's one of the main reasons why, you know, you're still in this industry and you're still doing what you do. Because that's one of the things that Miguel and I are also practicing with our podcast, creating value yes. to the people. That That's great. I'm really proud of you boys. <laughs> galing, galing to think about this kind of a podcast. Yeah. And so I'm very honored and very um, thrilled that I get to be a guest on this kind of thing because I feel too old to be guest. <laughs> You're still young. <laughs> and I really had a great time chatting with you boys anytime. Yeah. And Doctor, if you wanna like shout out your like where people can find you, I'm sure a lot of people like this episode and would love to learn more. So if they want to teleconsult with you, where can they find you? Yes, um, they can find me on Facebook. So we have, uh, I have a clinic Facebook page. It's the Lira Benefeskin Clinic Facebook page. Just send a private message there, and we give instructions with regard your teleconsults. You can Google me. People Google me nowadays. I'm just surprised. Like, how did you find me? Who who referred? Ah, si Google po. Okay. <laughs> and ayun nga pala. Don't just because you have a skin problem, please don't depend on Doctor Google. Sometimes Doctor yeah. Google is qualified. Okay. So yeah, please, please. Di naman mahal to magpatingin sa doctor. Um, I mean, we are here to help you, especially at this time of pandemic. We understand if kulang sa budget, so we adjust. That's why we help. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. um, be- before you spend on any medicine or buy online products, um, seek consult with your board certified dermatologists or board certified physicians. Okay. Yeah. Choose the right doctor. Um, there are so many doctors all over the Philippines. 
just make sure that they are fellows of the Philippine Dermatological Society. Yeah. Thank, okay. thank you so much, Doctora. Thank you so much. We thank appreciate you it. guys. Thank yes, you so thank much you so for much. having me. I really had fun. I really had yeah. fun. So to our listeners and audience, if you like this episode and our past episodes, don't forget to share it to your friends and your family. And don't forget to follow our Instagram at theclubhouse.podcast. Again, to end this podcast, my name is Miguel Mendoza. And I'm Zach Pena. So thank you everyone for tuning in to this very special episode. All of you now know if you need to consult with your with your you know skincare, yep. skin related, yeah. you already know where to find Dr. Elizabeth Bonifa. Yeah. All right. so <laughs> thank you so much, Dr. Right. Thank you. Bye guys.